Yo, what's up? This is Obasi Ahimamori, Amani, Haberigani. I said peace, what's up, in Swahili. I'm with my co-host, Justin Cunningham, and this is Black Out Loud. But first, I want to give you a basic breakdown of myself. I am an Afrocentric psychotherapist. Um, I deal in African-centered liberated modalities. These are modalities that are centered in a historic and experiential and a cultural perspective of Black people and how that liberates us um, as a collective and how these modes and how these uh, methods can be used as a means to evolutionize the way we perceive life and the way we move as people. Um, I'm going to give my co-host, Justin Cunningham, an opportunity to introduce himself. Yeah, what's going on? My name is Justin Cunningham. I am pretty much a really good friend of the, of the brother, Obazi, and Yes, sir. You know, we decided to we this 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 has been in the making for uh, we said before for about like a year and a half. We wanted to want to do this thing, kick this off, uh, just offer an African African centered uh, perspective uh, for Black freedom and liberation, and just two brothers just having a really nice conversation, trying to put things in in its proper perspective, in its uh, proper context, so people can understand you know who we are as a people, where we're from, and where we're headed. Uh, I, I do believe that this, this is a very vulnerable time. <laughs> so the information that we'll be providing is, is much needed. It won't be perfect, but it'll be just our perspective. And we just want to shine some light on some things. And, you know, hopefully the the people out there, our people will receive it and, you know, use it as, as use use our information as tools of liberation and figuring it out however they see fit, because there are many different, uh, many different uh movements within 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 the movement there are many things that need to happen and everybody plays a, a vital role so that's that's pretty much it man so let's let's get started bro hey i like that fiery mm -hmm. fiery entry so i have to say i shaded that um and so for the viewers out there i shade means you know so it is so shall it be mm -hmm. uh, from the yoruba people of nigeria so this is a poly episode as we said before and the title of a poly episode is Wait a Minute, I'm Black, um, <laughs> Racial Identity and Awareness. And so Wait a Minute, I'm Black is kind of a play on words from the Fresh Prince episode, which was a flashback episode where you had Carlton, mm -hmm. who basically said to his father, uh, Uncle Phil, I want to be a president when I grow up. And then Uncle Phil responded, my son, the first black president. And then Carlton had this you know, bewildered look on his face, this incredulous look as if to say, you know, and he actually said, wait a minute, I'm black. He verbalized that. Right. And so I felt like that episode, that particular line is indicative and apropos of what we'll be discussing today in regards to the content, uh, black identity and uh, racial awareness of that black identity. And so I wanted to touch on a particular, uh, I want to touch on a particular paradigm, a framework that's uh, discussing the four stages of awareness. And the four stages of awareness include, uh, first and foremost, the entry level unconscious awareness. Mm -hmm. And being unconsciously aware basically means I don't even know what I don't know. Right. And that's what the title of our episode speaks of, of uh, wait a minute, I'm black. You don't even know that you're black. And mm -hmm. some people are at that state, which uh, we'll discuss a little bit later, that pre-encounter stage of not knowing that you're Black and already being assimilated and situated in a Eurocentric society. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, so what's some of your thoughts on that, Justin? Um, 
I think now I think nowadays uh, just the idea of the concept of blackness is very trendy. I think I think people love the idea of being black because they love the culture, they love uh, the way we move, how we how we adjust to particular environments, and we use our 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 in you know deep down our Africanness and our Africanisms to you know sort of adjusting within a particular society, just like the way we dance. The music, the the level of creativity that's always heightened and highlighted, uh, just throughout history, we always and we just we just take what we're take what we're given and we make it we make it better. We just know how to make it dope, and I think people love that part about it, but they don't want the the person that comes with. They don't want the the um, the history that comes mm-hmm. with just being black. And I think some black people like at, at that very first stage. That's like, you know, it's like a wake-up call. It was like, yo, I, I thought I was just an American. I thought I was just born into right. a country, and I have the exact same opportunities as everyone else. So, mm-hmm. you know, this whole being black thing, black is not just, you know, black is not an, an identity. It's a color, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not a color. I'm I, I'm more than that. I'm a human being, you know? I, I heard that right. a lot, and it made me sick when I hear it. But, right. <laughs> but not real talk. Like, that's that's what people do. That's, that's the very first stage. It's like you're realizing that, yo, you are black, and the reason why you are received in a particular way is because of who you are. And mm-hmm. on on a deeper level, you are African, <laughs> and that's wow. something. That's a whole nother level to, to get into. Yeah, yeah right. That's a deeper conversation to be had because many times black is just a description of yeah. our ethos. It's a description of how we appear aesthetically. But however, as uh, Dr. John Henry Clark said, the name of a people, the proper name of a people should directly identify them with a, a land, a culture, and a history. And Black in and of itself in isolation mm-hmm. does not identify us with a landmass or a culture or a history necessarily. Gotcha. Uh, in, in as much as it describes who we are aesthetically. And it, it sounds like what you're saying, uh, bless you, it sounds like about a Kiwi, so Swahili, that is the Swahili way of saying bless you. So, ah, um, got it. Yeah, and so it sounds like you were saying that blackness for many people, not all people of uh, African descent, is something that is superficial. Right. Uh, it's something that is not intricate or complex in its frameworking and how we conceptualize it. it it's something um, that has been Americanized. It's something that's being conscripted in, in yeah. co-op in some way and to it, where it's been and diluted and watered down. Right. Okay. And, and in a lot of ways, it's something that you don't, you don't have to respect it. In the way that you respect everything else, you know, right. you, you don't have to, you, you don't have to think deep. You know what I'm saying? You 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 may not have the mental capacity to even think deep. First off, you just thinking or giving the thought that is present as presented to you by you know these great philosophers and scientists who are so you know Europeanized and they just hijacked our culture. So they they tell you that yo like you know Sigmund Freud. I, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I don't care if I'm wrong anyway. He, he got it from us. <laughs> what, what, whatever he says about survival of the fittest. Like when, when, you, when you hear terms like the, uh, phrases in terms of, of of that nature, they're pretty much basically saying like this is this is a Europeanized, a, a Eurocentric white way of viewing how you should live in this world. And it's like, dang, what does it mean to be? What does it mean to to say? How do you tell a, a former slave? Or someone who's a descendant of, of of slavery, a progeny of being enslaved in America, that you know it's about survival of the fittest. 
you've never been the fittest. <laughs> like, right, and that's right. and that's just a that's just a raw example. And how like right. you know the consciousness of of some black people at that very first stage adopt that, and so they you know they've never seen um, representation of of black of black strength, the black wealth, and black independence. So they've never been the fittest. Though at least that many of many of us have never seen us as the fittest. <laughs> so our, right. we're just surviving. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We we've, we've right, always seen right. each other as seen ourselves as less than. So we just have to yeah. survive and be less and not get killed. That's and that, right, right. Yeah, and we always gotta prove our that we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. That that TV show pissed me. What that mm. pissed me off. You know what I'm talking about too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the ideology of survivor of the fittest right. uh, comes from uh, Darwinism, mm-hmm. Charles Darwin. Oh, that's Darwin. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> so which kind? It's not you. They all look alike. No, just playing. Which is is basically in alignment with the the paradigm of self actualization to some degree, mm-hmm. uh, where it, it presumes that you have a space to operate and function in, which you can just uh, psychosocially progress and develop into the person you would like to be mm-hmm. uh, but it's not inclusive of all these other external factors that may uh, prevent and uh, impede your progress and development um, as an individual particularly when you're talking about systemic and structural racism institutional right. racism that affects one's ability to really develop and progress as they would like to as an individual let alone as a, as a group of people so, um, but we're still in the stages of awareness and um, mm-hmm. for the viewers, you know, we'll kind of touch on this and that, go here and there, and it kind of be circular. Everything won't be necessary linear, um, mm-hmm. just to be true to an Afrocentric perspective where things kind of find their place in a certain rhythm and pattern. Yeah. And so the, the next stage is uh, consciously unaware. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's when you know that you don't know something. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I know that I'm not proficient at math, at the very least, I can now proactively do something about it. Right. I can actually try to change the dynamics of what I know that I have a, a insufficiency in, mm-hmm. uh, that I know that I'm uh, inefficient in. Um, so, and then the next stage is consciously aware. I know what I know. Yes. You know, so back again, going back to the Kim and New concept, mm-hmm. know thyself. And then the highest level of awareness is unconsciously aware. Mm-hmm. Like even when I'm not consciously thinking and intentionally operating in such a way where I'm intently looking for this information, mm-hmm. in a reflexive way, I already respond from it, from, from a, like in an unconscious lane and understanding. Right. And and let me just say this before we really get into it. Um. In any anyone that's listening, we're hoping it's a lot of you, <laughs> at least for the first episode. You know, what I'm like yeah. just you know, to whomever's listening, if you are a college student or not even a college student, if you're in high school and you're at that at that stage where you know you're gonna, there's a lot of information out there and you're trying to process and try to figure it all out. Please reference to this first episode, the the the, the nuggets we drop, especially you, Abazi. Um, yeah, this is this is something that's very helpful. This is something that I wish I had coming up. I I didn't have none of this. Like I would just get get you know get upset over the over the slightest things, and then it becomes you know I, I always went back to my victimhood. It's like now nah, I'm black. Y'all doing this because I'm black. You know what I'm saying? That was right. and that was my waking waking up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that was and even that was enough. That was enough to just at least get get some people's attention. But mm-hmm. at the time, like that, it was enough for that particular time in that particular moment. 
now when you understand, not even fully, because, you know, I'm still figuring this out and you are still figuring this out. We're all still figuring this out. Uh, there's there's so many different ways we're manipulated and we can be naive to certain things, but we always have to be at least somewhat aware of something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, I think the second stage is like the best stage. Like, like you're, 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 you know something, you may not be able to put it into the right words, but you know something's, you know something's going on. That you you you're kind you're consciously unaware like you're you're unaware but you you know you know something's there so you can start the process of at least getting it figured out you don't you know, right. I think unconsciously unaware correct me if I'm wrong you slide into just being apathetic like you just like listen I don't care <laughs> like you know said so I'm just yeah. I'm I'm out here I'm I I don't I don't know what they're talking about I wait I'm I'm black yeah yeah I guess I'm black I'm black is a color whatever yeah right. yeah I don't have to I don't have to go in depth I, you still want to hold on to the few white friends that you think you have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the 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 level of being unconsciously unaware it could encourage a certain tonality or energy mm-hmm. of being casually apathetic. Um, and being apathetic can you know lead to just really not having an in-depth, comprehensive understanding about things that have a concrete consequence to your existential reality as a black individual. Right. But yet you don't have any connectivity to it. Um, much like uh, Novocaine uh, used on uh, when you go into the dentist, right. uh, it, it separates you from the existential reality of the sensationalism of the pain, mm-hmm. but it, it, it separates you from the consequences of said procedure. Gotcha. No different from denying one's blackness, it's not going to necessarily uh, detach you from the consequences of not affirming one's blackness or being considered or or being considered or conceptualized as black from the world Mm -hmm. you know so putting your hands over your face does it stops you from seeing the world but it doesn't stop the world from seeing you right you know trying to hide in an internalized enclave a human a humanality or humanist and humanism Mm -hmm. is not going to stop the world from seeing you as a black person of african descent and demonizing you Predicated on their negative or derogatory views of blackness. Yeah, and it's not your it's, it's not your responsibility to try to change how people right. see you. You just have to be stronger and more confident and affirmed in who you really are. The moment you realize who you are, here, hence why we are here. Because <laughs> I don't I don't know if right. it, I, there may be other podcasts out there th- that address it this way. I know there's a lot of because you, you know pro black is a it's a fad term nowadays or. Black is, you know what, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, those, those, are, those are popular terms. Like, no. um, and so I, that's why I try to use the term Afrocentric or Afrocentric, mm-hmm. uh, because these terms are associated with paradigms and ideologies that are operational, um, that have uh, bodies of epistemology and uh, a body, uh, bodies of information uh, and pedagogy related to uh, how we interact and how we respond to such a concept and what relevance it has. Gotcha. Absolutely. And so and for the viewers out there, epistemology is a, b- a body of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, so I may use certain vernacular and terminology uh, that may be complex. And we're um, doing the big word that, alert. <laughs> definitely going to hit you with a big word alert. Maybe in some um, future podcast yeah. episodes, we have a button to say big word alert. But, you know, big words are instrumental yeah. because a, a lot of white rhetoric or Eurocentric uh, rhetoric that is used to deceive and um, used to uh, create uh, 
misconception or misinterpretation mm -hmm. uh, is used to get us off track. And a lot of times we can uh, sometimes get lulled by the big words and the, and the usage of words and technical language, and we, and we overlook the content of what's being said that's going to affect the underbelly of our experience as black people simply because all those are big words. But these are technical words that are weaponized by white imperialism mm -hmm. as a means to hide knowledge and content right in front of your eyes because you're distracted by technical I eat 13th Amendment. That's how you hide right. slavery. You have to put it, you have to put it right. in certain terms. And they love they love right. doing that. So, they, they oh, oh my gosh. Sheesh. Right. And and, that, and that's part of the being consciously unaware mm -hmm. and moving to consciously aware and unconsciously aware. Mm -hmm. Um, and as we move to uh, a model that I use often, which is um, the Negressus model uh, yes. that was created by William E. Cross. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Negressus model is basically a, a series of attitudes that black people throughout the duration of their life, they may oscillate through and traverse through. Right. And so we can correlate the unconsciously unaware stage of awareness to the entry level stage of Negressus model pre-encounter stage mm -hmm. uh, and the pre-encounter stage within it it has uh prongs of information it has subcategories gotcha. and so within that pre-encounter stage you'll also encounter assimilation miseducation and self-hatred yeah. and this is the entry level of awareness as well being unconsciously unaware that's what this pre-encounter stage is indicative mm -hmm. of and so in assimilation, assimilation is the self-identity as American over African-American or African. Mm -hmm. uh, miseducation is the belief in negative stereotypes about African-Americans or Africans. And self-hatred is negative uh, effect or a negative conception, an internalized oppressed mm -hmm. view of yourself. So you basically view yourself through the racist um, castigations of uh, the ways in which white people view black people. Absolutely. Now, so viewing yourself as a black person through the eyes of the lenses of white mm -hmm. people. And so, I mean, what's your thoughts about that? Yeah, that's, that's the, that's the part of, you know, it's, it's, it's I have to, I have to be honest. It's, it's, it can be intolerable uh, to, to, to an extent, like when you list, especially when you, when you know that you know a little bit, a little bit more than the other person is speaking. But I think most, most people who have that, have a particular platform, in not just media, but just like social media in in Hollywood, which is like the the height, you know, of of, mm -hmm. of the, like the of what is what we consider to be successful. When they when they speak of blackness, they always it, it just it just feels not 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 so much as what it sounds like, but it just feels as, as if they're speaking about blackness through the eyes and the lens of how white America views us. So it's a lot of a lot of tiptoeing, and then you know tiptoeing turns into a little tap, and next thing you know, you're Mr. Bojangles. That's that's what it, yeah, that's what it feels. That's what it feels like. I'm gonna just be honest. Like, so when you have our people who say, how how early should we get into this episode of that TV show that we talked about? Not yet. Oh, not yet, because that that'll turn into oh, a whole another pilot episode. Yeah. <laughs> I just want. Keep us on pace. <laughs> but yeah, but we'll, we'll get into that for sure. But just you know, when people speak about blackness, sure. they speak. They they even use like getting back to terminology. They use the safest terms to to associate uh, how others have felt about us, and they, they, we consider it positive. For example, some you have some of us that will say 
oh, well, not all of us are like that. Um, like, and then, then you're left a, wonder, a wondering question, like, like what? What are you talking about? Or, you know, oh, we don't, right. we don't all think and feel that way. Um, I have family members who are of a particular race, or I went to this particular institution. You know, it's almost like a justification mm -hmm. as to, you know, my mere existence is predicated upon the, uh, the level of success that you've, you've modeled and you outlined. And hey, we've, we've achieved that. We, we've, you know, we really, we really fought hard to get to this particular space. And it, we're not demanding any respect. We're begging. It just feels, it just feels as if it's being begged for. Right. And so the lens that you're discussing that information from, that's coming from a assimilationist mm -hmm. personality where, where the goal is to integrate oneself into uh, Eurocentrism, right. to integrate oneself into the acceptance of, uh, to integrate oneself into uh, mm -hmm. white acceptance and white validation and proximity to whiteness is the metric of the litmus test, which determines and dictates the value you have as a black person. Absolutely. And that's why that's where the assimilation piece becomes uh, critically essential because self-identity as an American, an American, that's nationalism. Mm -hmm. that, that is not, American is not an right. ethnicity. You know, you know, so for a, a subculture of black people, it's meaningful for them to, or is necessary, or their Americanism necessitates that they become meaning a copy basically or more right. the same um, as a means as a means of being accepted into the wider market of uh, Americans uh, and they must now reject their blackness or try to divest or try to detach and untether from mm -hmm. said blackness uh, which also correlates into the miseducation and self-hatred as well so you do everything in alignment with trying to appease whiteness and the right. white gaze and the white gaze is basically uh, being a black person, viewing yourself through the lens of uh, white whiteness and Eurocentrism, and how close in proximity you mm -hmm. are to that. Yeah, and then if you if you challenge <laughs> if you challenge that 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 type of thinking, that ideology, that's when you know the perceived anger arises. And you know, like 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 I said before, like a lot of us just want to feel or make others feel that we are safe. So we don't want to be too aggressive. We don't want to uh, we don't want to be too much of who we are because it may look and feel a certain way. We don't want to we don't want to say the things that potentially trigger us or trigger them. And then next thing you know, we're out of a, a position of employment. It's like it's always there's always a, a great compromise. Just walking and being black and walking into a black uh, walking into a white world. While being black, uh, I guess is getting more so into the double consciousness, right? You, yeah. On mm -hmm. which, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. At the very least, we'll try to. We may have to end up uh, breaking this episode up into uh, two parts. That's okay. Uh, I said that's totally so now, fine. We can definitely break it up. Yeah. I think what you was touching on was touching on along the lines of being consciously unaware, moving into consciously mm -hmm. aware. And that's what that next stage of the Negresses model is touching on, the encounter stage. Mm -hmm. The encounter stage is when you are finally confronted with that inevitable racism or institutional mm -hmm. racism that reveals to you that there's a, a racial hierarchy. 
um, that you have now been dichotomized in such a way to where here's white people and here is you as a black person right? and you're different. So you've now been alienated or ostracized or disenfranchised in some form or fashion from the quote unquote major group, which uh, in all actuality are the, the, the real minorities, uh, global mm -hmm. minorities, uh, black people or people of some type of melanin um, complexion make up about roughly 80 to 90% of the, the world's population, but mm -hmm. I digress. <laughs> so, um, and so the encounter stage um, you have here with the encounter stage, right? Counter stage is characterized by an emotional, personal experience which fosters need to change, which is in alignment with uh, being mm -hmm. consciously aware. Now I am aware of my blackness and I am aware of how uh, in, within white populations, there's a certain perception of blackness that has been stigmatized, that has been, that has right. been demonized in such a way to where blackness is not seen as in alignment with the standardization of uh, European mm -hmm. beauty standards or European practices uh, or European uh, actions and right. behaviors. Hmm. It's a, it's a lot of different ways we can go with that. <laughs> and, and some of these things, uh, I, I, believe it or not, there are people who are incorporating... <laughs> I'm about to get in trouble. But there are a lot of people who are incorporating uh, Eurocentric thinking, behaviors, actions, feelings, and you know, just the attitudes that they have about everyone else, have about themselves versus everyone else. A lot of us are starting to incorporate that into this so-called pro-blackness. Like, like the, ter the term pro-black -pro is almost cringeworthy at this point because you're pro-black, but you want the... Uh, uh, the, the 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 typical or you kind of want you you kind of want what they have you want their level you want their idea mm -hmm. of success there is no real black model of success that you have you formulated in your own mind you see them with a very large house with a lot of different rooms so you're saying like I'm pro black and this is what I'm striving for in my pro blackness I want all my people living in these these uh, these houses with so many different rooms and a large pool in the backyard. Um, I've heard people say that before, and uh, eh, I get it, but no, like that, that's because that, that's not that's I don't I don't want to define it as necessarily like black African success for us. We don't we don't know how we don't all have the exact same type of thinking, so we shouldn't all strive for the exact same things, and it be totally okay. It's fine, or like some they also you know I'm I'm pro black, but I'm in a certain type of relationship that has absolutely nothing to do with, with the adage of, you know, right. what, what comes with being pro-black because you really don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. You just, it's, again, it's a, it's just a popular term. This is, this is catchy. It's cool. It's hip. You know, mm -hmm. um, I even had somebody tell me though last week, they, well, they didn't say it to me, but they put it out there. They, they um, well, right. if you're South African and you're, considered white by the rest of the world, you can still be, they're still African, they're still black. They can also be pro-black. Um, who did they mention? Scarlett Johansson, she can be pro-black because she can stand up for her South African rights. And <laughs> I, like for, for this person right. to be, you know, have a master's degree according to their bio, I, had, I, had, I don't know how you came up with that. <laughs> like that was, that was just super weird.
so it was so weird and, and far out of my way of thinking. I I just kind of just glossed over it and just ignored it. Everyone else wanted to give her a whole dissertation on it. I said, no, no, it's not necessary. Let's just keep it in my man, in my mind. I'm like, let's just keep it moving. You have to kind of let people water in their their own world for a little bit. Let them live there, soak. Right, you know, and so, you know, white people um, as as a group, you know, have always um, seek mm-hmm. to conquer and and seek to colonize and in some cases seek to be mm-hmm. a culture vulture and consume things that look nice and attractive and could be yes. monetized or something um, that uh, is trendy. And so when you have, you know, like I think it was the Portuguese or your British who have infiltrated uh, parts of South Africa and now have assumed a position of being African, mm-hmm. uh, but your European descent, right. um, I, I find that to be very paradoxical. Um, and so and also to touch back on what you was mentioning with um, uh, what's the a black ideal of success, it, it sounds like it's in lockstep with uh, yeah. white elitism. Whereas, you know, you know, black success has now devolved into this black mm-hmm. face elitism uh, that is now being passed off as black success because there's, there's being a, a false a, a equivalence made in such a way to where, you know, being able to purchase consumerism or materialism, mm-hmm. purchase of goods uh, on, on par with the white man now puts us in the same category and that is what success looks like, which is very individualistic and materialistic and Eurocentric in nature, as opposed to a collectivist, uh, Afrocentric perspective in which it's less about materialism, more about spiritualism. That's not to say you can't have nice things, but it is to say that you having nice things is not the litmus test for determining one's success, but rather the, the upward mobilization mm-hmm. of your family and black people around you as being the ultimate litmus test and, and not uh, the neurotic uh, indulgement of hedonistic uh, Eurocentric uh, likes and dislikes and, and uh, carnal pleasures, right. you know, of, of money and cars and right. possessions. And, and let me let me let me just say this real quick. Now I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, transparent here. Now you know how much I love this particular brother. You you probably know who I'm about to say. You know I love you know I love this black man, man. Wow. Like this, this is this is my homie, man. That's 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 big homie. That's one of his nicknames. I got I got somebody else in mind, but I could call his name. I, mean, I, 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 mean, I might be talking about the same person, man. But he's he's the absolute like he he's leading the charge in painting this picture of what black success should look should look like, and it's so it's it, it aligns so much with uh, a Eurocentric version of success. And I I have to hold Jay Z accountable for doing that. My, oh, oh no, man, bro, like, but, but, and this hard. This this is painful, man. I don't want to do this because because you know how much I care about dude, man. But golly, it, sometimes it is a little a little cringe. Like it's I, I, not not so much cringy, but it's just like uh, it's just a little. Because a, a part of me, like I I know for a fact he gets it. Like, like, I not, 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 may not all of it. Now, he's not perfect. Nobody is, and like, and he may be. I, I'm not sure as to. I haven't sat down with him. I don't know which, which level, which stage he's at. But I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, like, that model is not. It's, it's probably, it's nothing wrong with it. But it's not. I don't think it's for every single person. When you talk about the success and 
he, he speaks a lot about you know black nationalism or you know ownership and black businesses. But oh boy, he'll you know he'll drop a European fashion reference and a European modeled vehicle and he'll talk about the the paintings of these European men who you know do awful things to each other. <laughs> like fam, like come on, bro. Like that, you know what I'm saying? When you really, when you really get into it, like come on, like you know what I'm saying? Just, just I, I know, I know you probably, if you've ever listened to any of his music, any of his recent stuff or his most recent album, like he talks about a lot of things that are pertinent or should be pertinent and important to us. But he, there's that 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 undertone of not even undertone, but it's all it's like an overtone. There's there are lyrics after lyrics where he's incorporating. Uh, Success being uh, having what they have, or having what they've always even the things they, they've right. taken from us, getting it getting it back. But it's just like you know, what I'm saying? we're doing it in and we're fashioning ourselves and modeling ourselves after their their thought pattern that they've the vein in which they've done the things that they've been able to do. We could do that the exact same thing. And I'm like, I don't want to do the exact same thing. I think there has to be there has to be some a a black, like a, a an African way of making money and and using our our communities to in improve and empower one another. You see what I'm saying? I don't. I don't you know what I'm saying like. Right. You, you, do you see where I'm going? Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. I th I think some of the issues that you're discussing. It uh, it doesn't necessarily trend right. It doesn't transcend race as much as it. It's a, a dualism to it. It's mm -hmm. involving race and class, um, and I, I think when you have those two elements in combination with one another, it can get complicated because you want to have wealth, you want to have financial stability, but by the same token, you don't want to have to compromise mm -hmm. your cultural values and the things that make you who you are and the things that have formulated your childhood, have formulated your worldview have, have uh, determined and dictate the way that you think and feel, but necessarily in order to have that white wealth, you have to compromise. You have to, in some cases, completely sacrifice and jettison the things that make you uh, identifiably black and, and, and make you identifiably uh, hip hop in certain ways and, and culture and mm -hmm. ethnic in, in certain ways in order to be touching shoulders with the likes of other or white tycoons right. in Hollywood, and um, and so yo, what's up? This is Obasi. We appreciate you for listening to part one of our podcast episode. Wait a minute, I'm black. Stay tuned for part two.